What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Pohada Podcast. Matt Browse, the usual host from Pohada Photography. This time around, another event announcement, so a short but informative and entertaining episode. I'm chatting with Andrew Benzik and Topper Braddock of Akagi Jiu-Jitsu here in Bloomington, Minnesota. And we are talking about the Twin Cities Invitational coming up in just a couple weeks now. This is the fourth installment of this series of events for them. It's evolved, it's improved, and it sounds like it's going to be a hell of a good time. Without further ado, Topper Braddock and Andrew Benzik. Let's get down to brass tacks. Who are you? Andrew Benzik. Who are you? Topper Braddock. What's your belt rank? Black belt. You? Also black belt. Astrology sign? Oh, apparently I'm a black belt one stripe. You're first a one degree? stripe? Is that what you call it? First degree black belt? Well, that's why he looked at me like that. Yeah, it makes it sound like karate, though. Well, what are you, isn't that what you're supposed to say? I don't know. I'm a blue belt, bro. I'm a first degree first blue degree belt. First degree Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I'm a coach, so I want him to have higher rank than Okay, sorry. Until I catch up. I'm higher rank than Andrew. My, my sign is Taurus. Sure. My sign? Yeah. Oh, Gemini. I'm a little bit ashamed to know that. I'm a little bit ashamed that you guys knew it too. Yeah. I'm an Aries. And I'm ashamed <laughs> of that too. Nonsense. What are we here for today? Main thing. TCI I, announcement. Oh, okay. I didn't have much else to do. I mean, that's why Paulie's here. Got it. <laughs> Announcing TCI <laughs> 2022. What's TCI? TCI 4, March 5th, at uh, the downtown poorhouse. What is it? Looking at me. Um, you don't a, know what it is? No, I know, I know oh, what okay. it is. He just didn't want to bogart. Okay. There's going to come a point here where we're all just listening to him, so he's letting us get sure, to Sure, sure. Okay, good. Good. He's right. <laughs> I knew that, actually. He's not your, fucking around. Your reputation. This motherfucker talks a lot. <laughs> uh, TCI is something that came together a few years ago. Um, Steve Norwick was kind of the brainchild of it, and it just kind of over the years has built to something um i don't know pretty awesome um it's a jiu-jitsu event that kind of started with the idea of intertwining music which is one of steve's big passions and jiu-jitsu and trying to create an event that highlights both um and um so that's why we have a live band and that kind of stuff um to kind of have a fun time doing jiu-jitsu and throughout the years it's kind of morphed into a little bit more jiu-jitsu focused and the live music is just kind of a part of that fun time. Um, and so it's a jiu-jitsu tournament. So it was like a concert and a jiu-jitsu tournament. And yep. now somebody's playing music at a jiu-jitsu tournament. Yes. A little they, bit less of a focus on that. It was hard to put the two together, right? Because how are you going to create something where people are coming just to watch the music? And then they're not really digging the jiu-jitsu and then vice versa. People, you know, jiu-jitsu people were coming to watch jiu-jitsu. Whatever's playing in the background, you know, a lot of places just have a DJ. Well, we don't want to give up on that vibe because it creates a really cool vibe of sure. having that band and having that energy. But we also know that our core group is jujitsu people. So let's focus on that. Sure. Is it a big one? Like like tournament bracket? Like how many? So it has had different uh, viewpoints. So our, the first one was mainly super fights. Um, and we were people came from all over the country to um, just take part. And what we were looking at was how cool it was to give the local people who always end up going against the same dude, right, in their bracket. You, you know, a lot of these guys have competed against each other. I don't know how many, all of us have competed against Kelly, I think. Pretty sure. You competed <laughs> against Kelly yet? No. It's not the right word for so, it. Someday. 
Yeah. Um, so getting figuring out how to get more people in here and then give them a stage where you're not just paying to do a tournament, you're getting paid. And so the first one was super fights, and whether you won or lost, you got paid. Um, and we had men and women come from all over the place to... To, to not prize money. It was legitimately, here's what you earned today. Correct. Nice. It, well, if you won, you got 400 bucks. Sure. And if you lost, you got half of that. Sure. Um, and so everybody made some Which money. Which is what? What's that? Half of, half of 400 is... I don't know. I, I do jiu-jitsu. What, you're going to have to figure that out. I went to ASIO. Don't look at me. Uh, um, <laughs> After inflation, who even knows? You know, and so... But that was the first one, and we had to kind of, like, pick the good stuff and leave out the stuff we didn't like and... Right. We just kind of grown from there. And so the next one is when we decided to do a tournament. And um, that's when we made it more like uh, try to copy some of the other shows, the stuff that we thought was fun and exciting that we liked watching. And so that one was a purple belt, um, absolute um, kind of get in there and see who can win. 16 man. One of the biggest things that TCI tries to promote is kind of like throwing a, I don't know, a wrench in like the normal system. Right, so you have your IBJJF that has the set rules, and depending on what you're wearing, kind of uh, dictates what jujitsu you can do. And for me, I just think that that's silly. I think that jujitsu is jujitsu. So whether or not you're wearing pajamas or you know a swimsuit, I should be able to heel hook you, because without a doubt, a heel hook is jujitsu. Right. So our tournaments and all our things have always been um, submission only. At, at first, I thought you were saying you could show up wearing whatever you want as long as you do jujitsu. You but you're saying too, you're not limited away from certain things in the gi. And okay, exactly. That's one thing that TCI tries to promote is kind of getting away from the real, I don't know, standard competition viewpoint of viewpoint of um, having strict, I don't know, stricter rules and more just focusing on pure jujitsu. And if you think of jujitsu in its purest form, and I agree with Gordon Ryan on this one, is it's um, submission only, no time limit, right? You go out there, who can win the jiu-jitsu match, and you don't have these rules outside of that. And so we're doing our best to try to bring that into the gi and then also um, um, into, like, the main stage, like a few other organizations. But in order to do that, you have to have a time limit. In order for me to run a show with 16 people, you never know when that match is going to go for an hour and everybody's going to get bored. So now we have time limits in the mix, Um and we've just been playing with the rules anyway. Yeah. This is the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Did you do it last year? So uh, because of the pandemic, no. The yeah. pandemic put a pause on everything, including that kind of stuff. So, you know, your gym, clo- all the gyms yeah, were yeah. forced to close. And so we were just put it on pause until it seemed like everything's back to normal. We started, you know, doing it again. And now all of a sudden we're looking at other challenges again. They're hinting. Yeah. yeah. Uh is you, one year was just purple belts? So we did two in that year. Okay. So we in 2018, my, and I, my years get blended together. Especially sure. now, bro. Yeah, in 2018, we did two. We did... No, oh, 2019. 2018, we did the first one. Thank you. 18 February was first 2019 one. 2019 was Got the it. purple belt event. August of 2019 was our last event. There we go. And that's how this is the fourth one. I was doing some math in my head, and I'm like, wait a minute. How are they had four? So the third yeah. one was the one we did at the Lab Theater downtown, mm-hmm. which was a 16-person absolute tournament and also had a super fight with a couple legends. Pretend I don't know what that means. What's an absolute mean? Open weight. Everybody fights everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing this coming year? Yep. Yeah. Okay. 16 guys this coming year? Yep. So the, the twist that we're putting in this one, so the the uh, second one was the purple belt, and we set limits on that, just purple belts. 
Um, we had a thousand dollar prize on that one. Um, you got paid if you won. Um, there were some ticket sales in the mix for people. Um, a few other things to try to promote, get, help people feel like they're, you know, getting paid to do what we spend so much time doing. And that's one of the things we want to highlight is letting the Midwest and Minnesota specifically have tournaments where they're the hard work that you're putting in is getting honored, not just in showing off, but in, you know, representing and then also money. Right. Winning and earning. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. And, and then pr there's been prestige in that, you know, like being able to, you know, say you beat all the purple belts in Minnesota that wanted to sign up is pretty cool. Who won that one? Uh, Kevin. And I'm not going to be able to say his name. You can say it. Skadshine. There you go. Oh, it's it's Skad. Skadshine. Yeah. Yeah. It was. We, and, I mean, I'm the MC. I, who, who I had to say it correctly that night. But I, <laughs> I think you said should. Scott, if I recall. Oh, it probably is. That's actually probably <laughs> correct. I think Scott. Yeah. And then he went against Ethan Bauman. If I say that right. Um, okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it was a really dope to see because sometimes when you have schools, and I actually said this on a comment not too long ago on, on the internet, um, when you have schools that kind of uh, get in the end, and like IBJJF, they close out, right? One of them just picks who's going to win. So it was fun to see these guys that you know they're good teammates just get after it and see which one could win it. And right. they got after it. And they got after it. It was a really good. It was a great match. Yeah, it was really fun. And one of the <clears throat> things that we did on that one was if you won TCI, you were not only going to get the uh, that, that uh, money, but you were promised a match at our next event. And so at our mm -hmm. next event, we flew in uh, Mike Anderson from Texas to go against Kevin again, um, to which Kevin also beat him with a triangle. Surprise, surprise. Jerk. No super fights anymore? You don't use that as part of it? Or um, do you? So for, for the last one, we did do super okay. fights. Um, in addition to the brackets. In addition yeah. to the brackets. So we're talking about what we're going to do for this next one. It, it sounds like in between the, the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals, we'll probably set up some kind of super fights. We don't really have that dialed in yet. We're still waiting to pick our bracket. Within announcing this one within two hours, we had enough to do a full bracket. Um, and now we're over 30 signed up. And so we now have to go through and pick which people we think are going to put on the best show. The caveat to this tournament is that we decided we weren't going to limit it by belt. So anybody can sign up. White belt to black belt. If you want to sign up, sign up. Um, and then we're going to go through and try to pick the guys that we think are going to put on the best show for the people to watch and represent jujitsu. Is it kind of absolute relative yes. to the belt too? Like you, everybody fights everybody? Yep. So... We're going to try to decide the best way. Right. For, the, for the last one, we kind of thought it was a good idea to, to, to put the weight limits at the very first round with the smaller guys with the smaller guys and build up. We got some heat for that. People didn't like that. They wanted it totally random. So we're going to randomize it in a little bit different way this way. This, true, these true. events are for the community. So we take that feedback, and we want to make it fun for everybody. Yeah. So any time that feedback we get, we love it. And you're going to get heat for that, too. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. well, welcome we'll, to it. We'll yeah. see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Do something you can't please everybody. Yeah, sure. that is probably the better way to do it, though. Just let it be random. You fight whoever. I think it's harder to complain about something like that. Like when, you, when you're setting it up clearly and there's like a pattern being you're like, oh, why did you do that? Well, we thought it would be a cool way to lead up to it. Um, but yeah. I get their point of view, too. And it is right. what it is. And it's an absolute tournament. Yeah. So you shouldn't expect you get a weight class match at any point. Yeah. Sure. You should expect to fight whomever's and in front of you honestly makes sense to randomize it because of that absolute thing why am i fighting a small guy i always fight a small guy right. me. Yep. yeah that's interesting yeah what about super fight arm wrestling matches in between mm. rounds or something i like that 
I kind of like that. I feel like you're just leading this up into that slap fight that you want so bad. I feel like you'd be good at it. Got it. Have you seen those? Dude, it's fucking brutal. That's ridiculous. Why would you do that? Yeah. I don't know. Why would you do that? Which extrapolates as to why would you do boxing and everything else. Okay. <laughs> but like just standing there getting straight slapped. My favorite part is that, cl- that, that chalk poof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the dramatic yeah. effect. Of... Well, they that. always show them in slow-mo. Basically just watch the cheekbone cave in. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the one where they do it with, with the little people? Yes, I had I watched that one a few better than the times, big guys. A few extra times, had to get a custom table so they could reach. Probably, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I didn't think of the table, but that's yeah. a good point because that's standard in arm wrestling and stuff. Uh, why the poorhouse? Is that at the poorhouse this time? Yes. You're back to the poorhouse. You went away and came back. The Purple Belt event was at the uptown poorhouse. This is at the downtown poorhouse. Okay, why? Is it just good venue? Just fun? Well, the venue fits the vibe really mm-hmm. well. They have a stage set up and they have a mezzanine around basically the whole fighting area so there's two levels Sweet. of being able to see it and that allows for more people to be closer to the action yes and it just fits the closeness vibe like right, we have right. people seated right on the edge of the mat so that if the fight's coming at you in fact we have pictures where like all the people that come to our events for the most part are jujitsu people so they get it sure you're sitting on the edge of the mat you're there to help and it just kind of adds to that really close right. vibe for the fights. So it's like the dance floor that people would look down at exactly. almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're trying to do dope events, right? And we're trying, we're experimenting. This is number four. We want to make this a staple of our area. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so when we did the lab, we looked at that and we were doing one right after that a few months later. And we were like, this is another really cool venue. Let's give it a try. For that seminar, we did something a little bit, or I'm sorry for that tournament we yep. did something a little bit different we added a seminar to it so a part of that uh our one uh the black belt one was right beforehand we brought in andre galvao and he did a seminar on the mats um stuck around for a little bit he was made an exception to come and do the seminar because he was getting ready for adcc um and so he had to leave pretty quick really cool experience but that venue added to be able to do that a little bit easier than inside um a bar right um but on on that note, the bar just adds added that vibe that was like that that friendship togetherness a little bit better than a theater. The theater was more like, oh, you're here for a show. But when we were there at the poorhouse, I don't know, it just felt really cool. And so we're trying yeah. that again. That's actually what prompted me to to suggest the the uh, arm wrestling thing because it's a common venue for arm wrestling tournaments. Oh, funny. Because like you literally go lean on the table, have a beer with the guy that just whipped your ass. Like you know, you're just milling about and hanging around, and they're fighting over there or fighting. You right, know? right, right, right. Yeah. Another good thing about mm-hmm. both poorhouses is they have a VIP room where we can set up mats for the competitors to stretch, relax, warm up, and have their private space. Uh, and they also have really great media. So they've got screens up everywhere. <clears throat> so we can be constantly cycling the sponsors, yeah, our partnerships, yeah. and other things, and people can see all that stuff. Um, they just work really well for, sure. for what we're trying to right, right. find. Is it a thing where you've got, I can sit and watch what's happening on the mat up on one of yep. the TVs there? That's pretty sweet. During too. the match, you, I mean, you can be in the bathroom and be watching it. They're everywhere. Nice. That's where I probably want to watch from. Mm-hmm. It's a bathroom. Do you guys use the champagne room? Do they have one of those? That's where I thought he was going with that VIP thing. I was like, come I, on. I saw you gesture. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm right there yes. with him. I don't know what a champagne room is. Uh, saving face. I like it. He's saving face. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to. 
Just state publicly, I don't know what a champagne room is. <laughs> so it's a song, Chris Rock song from back in the day. So it's all booked up. You got you got all your competitors. We applications are open till the fifteenth. Right, and then it's a selection and process. Then we're so who do I get pissed off at when I get deselected? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's the bracketer. <laughs> I do the talking. Who can you tell me who who is likely to be in it at this point? Or no, um, I don't know. I really, I genuinely don't know. So we yeah. there's some <laughs> decently big names that are uh, signed up, black belts, and from then, around here or from elsewhere, from, from outside of the area, okay, and cool. and from here as well. Yeah, right? yeah. So there's a good mix of local guys and then some other people that want in on it, and. We want to really highlight the local guys, so that's sure. what we're going to try to make work. I, I can say that it's most likely, probably not, maybe, going to be only black belts. So since we opened it up to everybody, I could do only black belts, but I think what I want to do is pick the people that I think are going to put on a good show and let them see what they can do against the highest level. And if a purple belt can go all the way, that would be beautiful. Um, I think the black belt competition is going to be hard, and it'll be a black belt that wins it. But yeah. since we open it up to everybody, let's give multiple people yeah. a chance. So that's your fight of the night—the purple belt that shows up and that'd be awesome. Gets to round whatever. Like I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna, go, I'm, I'm looking at what these people have done, and thanks to the internet, I can look at just about yeah. everybody that applies. Yeah. And if I'm watching a guy that I clearly see is trying to win on points or lay and and get to overtime, something like that. And then you have a purple belt or a blue belt that every time they just get after it, they don't care what happens. They're just trying to win, win, win. I'd rather watch that. So I'm going to put that on the show. Dig it. Yeah. Um, anything unique with like the rule set that people would want to know about going into it? Like I mean, what, the, what can I expect as a competitor or a spectator that might be unique? Or We try to simplify it. So no mm-hmm. points whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, submission only. Um, all submissions are allowed. Um Except for slamming. Or I'm sorry, that's not a submission, but slamming is not allowed. If you allowed. do it right, it's a submission. It could be, right? <laughs> um, we don't have the setup for that. And I think that okay. um, slamming on the inch and a half of mat under on the concrete is not something I want to put people through. Yeah. So I, I, I respect like the fight to win or the people that allow mm-hmm. that where they have the stages that give that little bit of give. Yep. But I think when it comes to jujitsu, I don't need slams. That's one thing where I feel like it's not <clears throat> necessarily jujitsu. It's a slam. So we're pulling that out, but neck cranks, uh, any grips you want to get on the gi, all of those things are, you know, you've been doing jujitsu, you're signing up, you know what you're asking for. Mm. And then we decide. Noogies, noogies. You can do noogies. Yeah. I'd love to see someone tap from a noogie. Oh oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, suppose that's jujitsu. Yeah. Uh, And then, and then lastly is like, we, uh, um, we had an overtime round the last couple ones and Mm -hmm. I decided that. I think what happens when you add an overtime is people are trying to get to that overtime or rephrase that you have people that might be trying to just hold out and get to that overtime, which just is constituting stalling. I'm trying to get to a place where all of a sudden I'll have you in an arm bar to start or first points win, something like that. And I'd rather have people getting after it. So we've ditched the overtime. If you go the full 10 minutes, you're going to uh, go to a judge's decision and the judges are um, rewarding aggression and penalizing stalling. That's going to be our criteria. If you're out there going for it with a highlight on submissions, right? If you're out there going after it, really similar to the fight to win kind of setup. Um, so yeah, that's that's we try to simplify it and really just highlight the jiu-jitsu. What else do I need to know? Other details, interesting factoids. Well, so TCI partners with a, a number of sponsors, but we've been very passionate about sharing that what jujitsu can do for people's mental health as part of our events 
and partnered get, up with Weedify from the beginning. Like they were a partner of ours in every event so far. Um, I'm a huge proponent of jujitsu for mental health in my life. And I never served, but I got immense respect for anyone who did. And Weedify is saving lives and changing lives. And in the past couple of years has gotten huge. And the, our partnership is part of what helped them grow up. So we're very, we're very passionate about that relationship. And it's one of the most important things about our event. Like we have dope local jujitsu, we live music, and we want to be out front about how our mental healths are all improved by doing jujitsu. And we want to reach out. We want to share that. Um, so that's a big part of it. And then also partly because we want to be unique and partly because when I came on, uh, Steve originally asked me for the first event to contact a blacksmith that I know about an object for victory or something because we wanted to be unique in every way we could. So what you get for winning is a place that we can be unique. So the very first object that we made actually was not for the winner. It was just a gift to Joey Bozick, thanking him for his service, who's one of the founders of Weedify. Mm -hmm. And my homie made a double-bladed axe, legitimate weapon with spring steel forge-welded into the edge. It's a thing that you could fuck anybody up with, and it hangs in tier one on Alan Shabaro's wall in McKinney, Texas. I've been to that school. I've seen it on the wall. Mm -hmm. But it also re represented the event. Like the first event was called the Iron Axe, and the whole metaphor was how jujitsu can help you be prepared to deal with battles in your life. Um, and so the second event, we had a purple belt, which was pretty yeah. cool, like a WWF belt, but it was purple. And then the third event, we called the Iron Shield, and we had a blacksmith make an iron shield out of retired saw blades, but we also did this thing where we had veterans go to his house and learn about blacksmithing and actually heat up the saw blades and texture them and be a part of the process. And we did some testimonial videos and stuff there. Um, but that's something we're going to continue. So for this event, my homie Hans, whose blacksmithing company is called Primitive Precision Metalcraft, he is going to lead a project with blacksmith or with veterans being a part of the blacksmithing. And then he's going to finish the object. Um, but this object is going to, instead of being like a shield or an ax, it's going to be like a trophy, like a chalice or something. And we've got some really rad ideas about how to incorporate the veterans into the actual blacksmithing of the object. That's so freaking sweet. I'm a huge metalwork person. I'm part of a punk welding collective in South Minneapolis. I think metalwork is awesome, but also it's great metaphors for, for jujitsu. When you do jujitsu, you get changed. When you take metal to orange or yellow temperature wise, where it's nearly a liquid, you can do stuff to metal. You just can't do otherwise. And you change it. Um, and I think that those metaphors are powerful. And also I want to empower my blacksmith buddies to get more exposure in the world. But the main thing is it, it allows us to have a super unique object that fighters want as much as the prize purse Wicked like cool, the, yeah. the winner of our event in 2019 arnaldo i can't even remember his last name right now i feel bad sorry arnaldo um he won but he also won submission of the night which was a hand forged hammer so he was holding the shield and the hammer yes. in the pictures yes and like i would guess that at his gym 
that's featured prominently. Right. It's not yeah. just another IBJJF thing that hangs with the 400 other ones you got. Right. It's a unique object that yeah. not only did you fight hard to get, but you will be proud to display. Yeah. What's What are we doing for the submission of the night this, this time? Uh, another local blacksmith who's one of our students at Akagi is going to make a chef knife, but this dude is into amazing metal. So it's like going to be Damascus, Sanmai, copper, like multiple metals in the blade. This dude is really cool. His knife work is really cool. Just all kinds of shit you never heard of, words you can't pronounce. Yeah. Just looks so and cool. his name is yeah. Jake Bills, and he's on the gram. Like, you can go to his gram and see his, his knife work is really cool. In fact, nice. my I have a chef knife at my house that's Damascus that I use every day that, that I traded for him, and I love it. Yeah. Good, good quality metal work. So submission of the night gets an actual usable. Yep. And thing. instead of going like that's also awesome. weapon direction, yeah. he he offered that, but he mainly works in like with actual chefs to make chef knives. Right, right. And we were like like I was saying, like, I use mine every day. Yeah. One that hangs on the wall is cool, but one Sweet. that you use in your kitchen every day is even cooler. Yeah, yeah. And also, for the record, would work as a weapon. Yeah. Absolutely. If you needed it too. <laughs> Especially Damascus. Yeah. <laughs> what else about it? anything? No pressure. We got all the time in the world. No, we're just excited to. Um, I mean, there's a, we could go on probably a while talking about different things, but yeah, on the spot, um, I think basically it comes down to we're excited to just keep growing this. We're still just learning out how to do it right. Mm -hmm. We're really proud of the quality that we put out there, and we want to have a place for our community to come together and show off our jiu-jitsu. And hopefully it can become a staple not just in Minnesota but in the Midwest and start drawing in these other names mm -hmm. and people from outside of the uh, our uh, local scene and uh, let our local guys shine and have a fun place to do jiu-jitsu and get together and hang out and share with causes like We Defy and talk about how jiu-jitsu helps save everybody and, you know, do a, have a fun night and try to do this multiple times a year. We're trying to grow. And also, we are looking for sponsors. We have some great sponsors, but we're looking for yeah. sponsors that are passionate about good causes and might want to contribute something and help us run rad events. <laughs> uh, it's in the works I dig it mm -hmm. Say what it is Say the date Say where it is One more time TCI 4 16 person 16 man Absolute uh, March 5th At the downtown Minneapolis Poorhouse Awesome 